created live on Fireside. I wanted to uh, welcome you guys to YNS Live uh, with my guest, Courtney Calhoun. And I cannot wait for you guys to hear the story because when she told me a tiny bit about it, I was blown away. I actually was like, no, 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 you have to stop because anyone that knows me that knows that uh, how I interview, how I love to do my shows is to kind of learn as we go. And so as she continued, Courtney, I was just like, I was like, okay, you have to pause because uh, we got to do this together. So welcome, welcome to YNS Live and Fireside. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So I would love for you, Courtney, just to jump in, tell us who you are, introduce yourself, and give us a little insight what Sugared and Bronzed is all about. Um, well, yeah. So my story, oh my goodness. Um, there's a lot, but I will try to not not bore you guys. Um, I basically started this business, Sugared and Bronzed, um, right out of college with my, well, now fiance. We've been together forever. His name's Sam. Um, cause you'll hear, we probably refer to him throughout and, um, it was started out of my apartment in Santa Monica. I still had a corporate job. It was, you know, it was like 2010. So the economy was like in a terrible place and I was fortunate to have a job, but of course just being, I don't know, like a brat, I didn't like it. I just was like, Oh, I can stare at the beach all day in Santa Monica, but I don't like this job. You know, like who was I? I was like 22 and entitled. Um, I should have just been thankful, <laughs> but I'm kind of glad that, I, you know, ignorance is bliss because it led to, you know, starting this business and we bootstrapped it for nine years. Uh, by the time we raised money for the first time in November, 2019 and time means everything. Thank God. Uh, we had 10 locations and then the plan was to open, um, about 60 more in the next five years, obviously, and also expand our product line and all that. Obviously COVID has thrown a wrench into our plans. We had a couple under construction when COVID hit. We did open those later than scheduled because they were in New York. Construction was like halted there. Um, and then we did sign an additional lease. And I think in an open Pasadena, we did two pop-ups uh, just to try to keep growing. But we were a little bit least shy, obviously, just, you know, considering everything going on, especially being in California. So we're at this point now where we're basically there was a hurricane. Like it, we had spent 10 years like building this really great foundation and it sort of just wiped it out. So, you know, we lost a lot of uh, staff just due to moving home during the pandemic. Cal like I said, California was closed on and off for the majority of a year. Like a lot of people were like, yeah. especially gr like the girls that work for us in their young twenties weren't like, I don't, I don't want to sit in my apartment for a year and, and not work. Like I'd rather just stay with my parents or whatever. So, um, you know, we had to like, we had to hire a lot of people. We, we had trained a lot of people. Um, and then of course, you know, hiring is a challenge right now and supply chain. So we're just kind of, it feels like we're bootstrapping again, but I guess that's like sort of a comfortable place for us in a way. So that's, that's kind of it in a, in a nutshell. Right. So, okay. So I have a thousand questions, <laughs> 1000. Um, so, okay. So you're in your twenties. You, you want to sit at the beach. So give us like, so anyone out there that's like, what is sugared and bronze? Like, what is it? So it, I know you have uh, physical stores and I know what it is, but like everyone that's listening, people might be driving and they, they can't look it up, right? They can't be like, oh, what's sugared sure. and bronze? So give us, and, and what was your first product? Like, what was your first, you know, uh, and, and as yeah. you were sitting at the beach, how did it come to your mind and all of that? 
Yeah. Well, I should clarify. I was not sitting at the beach. My my office at my fintech company looked out to the beach. So oh, I should have, like I said, I should have been thankful, but I felt like I was in jail. Like I was like looking at all these people enjoying themselves on the beach. And after like four years in college in Boulder, like, you know, it felt, it felt like jail. I was like, I used to be able to have fun all day, every day. Like, why can't I just have fun all the time? Right. Um, real world sets in, right? Like your parents are like, here's your life, you know, your health insurance bill or whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean the, basically what I was looking for was an affordably priced spray tan and I had gotten them in college or even before that, probably from like the machines, like the terrible machines. Um, but I was like going to like a wedding or I was a bridesmaid or whatever, like things came up that first summer out of college and I'd been like sitting in this office and again, staring at the beach. I wasn't on the beach. (laughs) So I was, I mean, I'm, I'm an part Italian, but I'm also like naturally not that tan. So I love to like go get a spray tan. It's also just like bad for you to sit in the sun and bake. So I just could not find anything reasonably priced when you're 22 and it's a recession and like you're trying to be an adult, like you're really price sensitive, I would think, unless maybe you have a large trust fund. I did not. Um, So, you know, I just started complaining to my, my boyfriend, Sam, and you know, as a good girlfriend is able to do. And, um, as a good Jewish boyfriend, he suggested that perhaps we could turn my problem into a business. And, um, I was like, well, I, love that. I don't know how to spray Dan. And, you know, like I, I'm not even good at doing my own makeup. Like why, you know? So of course, like I learned, we bought a machine. We like, we were like, way too nervous to sign a lease. I don't think anyone would have even let us sign a lease like in a commercial place or whatever. So we sort of like just put up a website and like started this business out of our apartment. And then I would sort of drive back and forth when a client would like actually call because I worked fairly close to where I lived. And one thing, you know, led to another. And, you know, finally I took the plunge and started doing it full time. And we found our first like retail space in Santa Monica because we had to get it out of the apartment. Like, it was messy right. and like Sam could never come home because I'd be like spraying naked girls. It, it was crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so give us a little insight on how, now how old were you when this was all happening? Uh, so 23 when it all started and I was probably 24 by the time like we, I'd quit my job. We found the retail space. Like November 2010 is when we launched the website out of the apartment and Memorial Day 2011 is when we were like in our first real store in Santa Monica. Okay. So when you you said do you, where did you grow up in Colorado or that's where you went to college? Or, originally in Chicago and or, Chicago and Orange County basically, and then yeah, I went to school in Colorado. Okay, so do your parents have entrepreneurial spirit? Like, did you have anyone around you that was in business themselves? You know, it's funny. I never like thought about that until like the last few years, but then I realized like I'm actually a fourth generation entrepreneur through my maternal side, but like. When I say that, it sounds like, again, like I should have some like large trust fund. But when I, I mean, like my great grandmother, like had a dress shop when right. she like came from Italy and like settled in Chicago. And then my grandmother like started a tailoring business because she had gotten divorced in like the fifties. And so um, that's what she like knew how to do. Um, and she had that her whole life. And then my mom, um, when she left the board of trade in Chicago, started like uh, a, like sort of a, a yacht business with my stepdad because he was really into sailing. So they were all very like life, much lifestyle entrepreneurs, but I guess I have that. Well, you have, I think I, you know, I feel like there's a a certain brain wiring 
right? That when someone is a true entrepreneur, it, it it does get passed down by generations. Like my grandfather was, my dad was, you know, and so there is mm-hmm. there, you know, my mom's a school teacher, was a school teacher. So there's also that very stable, right? That stable um, mm-hmm. aside also. So also, were you the type of kid that was like doing lemonade stands or, you know, making pictures and, and um, selling them at like, you know, family parties or getting rocks or shells or wherever and being like, hey, you know, buy this for a dollar or... Uh, was that not your childhood? Like, was that not your mindset back then? You know, it's funny, like, I was always so busy. Like, I have friends who, like, had their moms buy, like, Costco packs of gum, and they'd, like, sell them stick by stick right. at school. And I was like, I wish I had that, like, that story. Um, but I think I was always in, like, so many extracurricular activities. Right. And, like, I was, like, always busy. But I will say, I was always trying to do things outside the box. Like, I was never, like, in high school, like, I was pretty much a straight A student took almost every AP class, like that kind of thing. But like my teachers hated me. Like I would like, my mom had a rule. Like if I had an A, like she would call me out of any class and like no questions asked. And if I had a B, like I had to deal with it. So if I wanted to miss, I'd probably like, you know, whatever they would do at school. Like if you missed and you didn't get called out, you had repercussions. So like, I always was like, cool, I'll do whatever I need to do to have like an A and not by like cheating or whatever, but like right. just, you know, I got it done where I like crammed for a test, but then I like didn't want ever want to go to class and like have my friends like meet me at Starbucks. And so I don't know, like, I, I think that I was always an outside the box thinker. And I'm always like the first to question something like, why do I have to go to class if I know the material? Like, right. Yes. You know oh, what I mean? Right. And that's my teachers daughter. Hate, oh my goodness. That's why teachers hate me. They're like group <laughs> conversation. I'm like, yeah, I'm having that at Starbucks, you know? <laughs> right. My daughter always asks ask questions. Right now, the teachers still like her, but she always will be like, but why? But I love that. And I love, I teach my kids to question, right? I mean, especially yeah. now in this world, you have to question everything because <laughs> you don't know what someone's back end agenda. And I don't like, and I don't, you know, propose that to the kids. Like, you don't know what they're doing behind the scenes, but it's yeah. always smart to know why. Why do I have to do this? Even and when you go to a doctor, can you give yeah. me the information of why you suggest? Because if you just blindly go into things, um, I just, I don't like that. So I love questioning. So, okay. Well, so and I, Elon Musk, like, I think is, you think what you want of him, of course, but like, I think is one of, we can all agree is one of the probably more intelligent people on the planet. And he like, all he preaches is like first principles thinking, like boil things down to a fundamental truth and like build back up because so many times we just like assume something is the way it is and it should be that way. And we like, don't question it. So I think, yeah, like right. questioning, they're like, don't reinvent the wheel. And I think that got drilled into our heads as kids. Yes. And like, sometimes you may end up, in, be, end up in the same place that like everyone else has figured out and that's fine. But sometimes if you really question things, you're like, wait, I can do this more efficiently. Like it's not all rocket science. And he does it literally with rocket science, Right. you know? <laughs> right. No. And I love that. I love that. So, okay. So you guys are in your twenties. Um, you're starting this, the spray tan out of your apartment mm-hmm. in California. Um, and you're like, okay, we, we got to get it out. Cause it's messy. You open your first store. Now, where was that first store? And like, what was the feeling of that when you guys like, did you cut the red ribbon? Was it like, you know, a big celebration or was like, okay, no, we're, 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 we, we got to open more. We got to like bust our butt. This is not it. <laughs> Give us a little insight. Oh there. my God. <laughs> it was like, I mean, it was like, no red ribbon cutting because it was like as fast as we could possibly like we I think we opened like during some minor construction that we did in the space like we were so desperate to like be able to hire people because like you know we couldn't in the apartment like to get it out of the house like to be able to have like we I could only spray one person at the time in the apartment our first store we had two spray rooms like we were like 
there was no like celebration of opening. It was like, we were just in go mode. Um, and then, yeah, the vision sort of, we never really had a ceiling. So like, even when we started out of the apartment, it was never meant to be like a side thing that we had kept in the apartment. It was like, Oh, if it fails, I'll have a spray tape machine. It was like, okay, when this works, we'll get a lease. And then like, right. if this works, we'll get another lease. So it was always like, where are we going next? But I, I wouldn't say like, necessarily like the vision of like let's get to 10 stores and like really evaluate if we want to raise money like that's that didn't really you know become clear until we were like a a few years in and again we were like so young that we didn't really have any like real world experience let alone like life experience so I think you know we needed a couple years just to like live it and then really start to understand like what do we want and, and you know what is this business capable of. Right. And also I want to go back to like, so your first formula of spray tan, how, like, was that an easy thing to, to create or was it, were you going through like different ingredients and was there something that was really important to you when you were creating that first, uh, that first formula? I, we had no means to like create a formula at the beginning. So I literally just like found, like we called the place in Boulder that I like, it was like a regular tanning bed salon. And we were like, it was my favorite like spray tan I would get consistently in other places. I didn't like the formula. So we like, they were just, they didn't care because they were like a tiny mental. And they're like, here's where we buy it. We just started buying that originally. And we like started importing something from Australia because like a lot of our clients would talk about this like rapid tan and no one had that here. And like, so we call it the express and now so does everybody else. But I don't think I could take credit for that. Although (laughs) I don't know anyone else who had it in the States before we did. So we imported that from Australia for a while. It took a few years before we like found you know, a manufacturer who, or, you know, that was able to sort of like work with us. But, you know, I will say that like spray tan solution, like a lot of it, even any sunless tanning product is like somewhat similar. So again, like if you work with any manufacturer that has that in their wheelhouse, it's not like you're starting from scratch and you're a chemist. Like there are some like things that are just, you can't change. You can't change. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. So how soon after your first store did, and you might've already said this, but I, you know, my, my brain's going, I have all these questions after your first store, did you make your second store? And I'm going to have a follow-up question to that. And was it always called sugared and bronzed? Uh, yeah. So very complicated answer to the second store. Essentially like we were like in year two, like like the curve as small as like the time frame was, was already like exponential. And so my mom actually had some extra retail space in Orange County uh, because like, obviously the boating industry got really hit during the recession. They weren't using their entire space. And it was like on Pacific Coast Highway, it like could work for anything. Um, And then also Sam's cousin, Rachel on the East Coast was like, I hate my job too. Like I want to do this. We really had like these two loose family franchises that happened like two and three years after we started. So we like quickly had like three stores, but they really weren't like, I wasn't doing that, but we all like followed the same sort of guidelines and procedures and ultimately like wrapped them up in their shareholders in the main company. We don't have any franchises like, um, and we haven't for a very long time, but they still are full-time employees with us. Um, but like, so I would say probably in year like three, were we actually signing a lease for our second store, which was in a, it was kind of the fourth store. Um, and at the time it was just bronzed and that was the name. And we only offered spray tanning. And I would say uh, we then with the fifth store, uh, we added sugaring. And so that was sort of a trial experiment in that store because 
Um, we had so many clients who were getting sugared right before their services anyway. Okay. That's so interesting. All right. So from there, right, you had these, you had a couple different fran- franchises as you don't have, and then you're opening more stores. So on the East coast, that is in New York. Is that correct? Is that where you, the first where? one on the East coast was Philly. Philly. And oh, then, Philly. yeah. And then I forget which store union square was in New York, but that was the first New York store. And um, that was really scary, but I moved out there for five weeks and I'd been out there a lot and obviously helped pick the space. But yeah, we, we were like, oh my God, what are we doing? The rent is so expensive here. Is this going to work? And it just like took off like a rocket ship. And we were like, oh my God, oh my like we could never keep up with staffing ever. Well, and then, and Union Square. So, to, so what year was that? Do you remember when the first, oh my God, Union, Union Square, I think was like 2016, but we had already done like Beverly Hills, Newport beach. We had like a few unders, like a few under our belt at the time where I'm like pulling up my timeline in case you have more of these questions, because I, got, like, I don't have all the answers um, in my head anymore. No, but yeah. Fine. So yeah. yeah. Like I think it was around like maybe, or maybe it was 2015 square was our first New York store. I'm trying to place it, but right somewhere around, around there. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I know when we, when we originally um, spoke, you started talking about some sort of lawsuit. Are you able to jump into that story or is that not allowed to be spoken about? I think once, I mean, I am not a lawyer, obviously, but I think once a lawsuit is done, you're allowed to talk talk about about it, right? Like just not daring. Um, Okay. Now I have our timeline. I'm just, uh, I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to check this out. Um, Yeah. So we were, like I said, we were just really in like go mode at all times. Like we weren't sitting around thinking about like, um, like, like trademarking, right? So bronze was descriptive in nature. And, and then it just led to like this, you know, situation where like someone had a similar name and we, and, and we just had to like, you know, end up doing a lot of discovery, whatever. And, and anyway, it all ended up where we got to um, keep our name. But I am, I am getting, I am getting a text that says we did sign something. We can't, we can't disclose names or any more than that. (laughs) Okay. So don't talk about that. (laughs) Lesson learned. Clearly I need to be more in tune with these things. But again, I'm so like, I think it's so important for anyone who has a business or is like growing a business, like take what I say with a grain of salt. Cause obviously I've messed up, right? Like I did have a lawsuit at one point, but I think that you should be so focused on your business that you shouldn't be consumed in like the textbook way of doing everything. And sometimes you will make mistakes and hopefully they're not as big as mine. But I think that that is an important thing because a lot of people, I think, especially people have MBAs, like some of the smartest people are so caught up in like, you know, oh, all these things need to be done and they need to be perfect before I can launch. And they're focused on all of that instead of the core business. And then they don't launch, right? So that's one of the things that like, I know when we first connected, that's one of the things that I loved about you is like, you were like, I had this idea and it just was go time. So I just mm-hmm. went. And I think that's so important because I, you know, talk about that in, in, in all of my, you know, my podcasts and, um, and when I'm talking to clients, it is so important to do that. It's, it's, if you sit and go, I call it analysis paralysis. If you just sit through the analysis paralysis, you're never going to do. And sometimes you just have to go. Mm-hmm. And yes, if you make a mistake, you make a mistake. Um, but the importance is, is that you're learning as you go and you learn from those mistakes. I don't always call them mistakes. I call them mishaps. And I think yeah. it's so important. The more that you have mista- mishaps, the more solid your business is going to be and the more solid you're going to be because you're learning as you go instead of being like, okay, I'm doing this all beforehand. 
And then sometimes you lose that passion, right? Because it's like, oh, this is too much. And so you don't know what's going to happen. So I love that you did that. And um, and I, I also love that you got the, the text through being like, stop talking about it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, I know that you can Google it for, to a certain extent, anyone who's ever had a lawsuit. So I know that, like a certain amount yeah. of information is probably public, but I guess I'm not supposed to, uh, I mean, I was, yeah, please, I, I'm, please, I, I, I'm yeah. not here to talk badly about anybody. Right. Like it's all, it's all just about like learnings, I think for people. Well, that's, yes. And that's what we, that's what we had discussed. Like you said, I think it was your, in your twenties, right. When that all happened. Uh, I mean, it was probably was my early thirties by the time 30s. that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Again, because we were just so focused on like growing our business. Like we weren't like now when we have like a new product or anything, like the first place I go is a USPTO website and I start doing searches. And like, if the search looks good, then we contact our, our trademark lawyer and like, then go to the next step. Like now I am like paranoid, but like, I probably wouldn't be <laughs> if it wasn't, I probably would just keep making dumb decisions. If it but, but that's that. the thing, so but that's, yeah. But it's cool that you did that. And then you learned and you're like, okay, let me double check that. Cause I don't want to go through that again. Right. Like, and I don't want to go through that like, again. I had taken like a business law class in school and it was actually great. Like I, because it was actually a lawyer who taught it. It wasn't just like a professor who was bored and I learned a lot, but like you can only learn so much sitting in a lecture hall, which I think is like also why like no one wants to hire someone straight out of law school, right? Like you have to like live it. And so I mean, discovery, depositions, mediation, like the, like all the like potentials of like, Oh, it could go to jury trial. Like all these things were like, I realized how time sucking they are, how expensive they are. Like you really realize like when people threaten lawsuits, I'm like, one, have you been through one before? Or is this seriously what you enjoy doing? Because if it's up to me, or I think most sane people, that is the last place you want to spend your time or money. Like it's awful. No, I totally agree with you. And then I want, we're going to, I'm going to take a quick break to talk about my sponsor, but I also then want to go into the whole manufacturing thing because this is fascinating to me. And we just had, a guest on Monday, Liza Huber, who has Sage Spoonfuls, that was just taking us through this, and my mind was blown. So first, this show is brought to you by our sponsor, Took Take. Do you always remember to take your meds or your vitamins? Most of us forget sometimes, and it's not a character flaw. It's just a fact. But there's an easy solution. Took Take works on everything. And it took take is a dose reminder label. When you take a dose, you just pull the tab. There's no apps or programs or annoying notifications. It's easy. And if you, when you still need to take it, you realize you didn't take it that day. But if it's still there, you realize you don't have to. And I'm going to show you a little thing here, but it's perfect for kids and pets too, which is so helpful. It's not just for meds, but it's for vitamins. It could be for acne treatment for your child. Took Take is made in the USA. Shipping is free, and you can check them out at tooktake.com. That's T O O K T A K E.com or Amazon Prime. And the thing that's cool is they have here's their little thing they have a seven to de- 10 day. They also have hourly. And this product was created through a um, the woman that did her name is Leanna. She had cancer, and this is how this product came about. So definitely check out the sponsor, Took Take. There's daily, there's many different things. You guys can also see that in the fortune cookie. So again, tooktake.com. Okay. So Courtney, I need you now to get into this whole manufacturing thing. So like you guys, as you said, during COVID, you were trying to kind of stay afloat because your stores, people couldn't come in. You had other products because it's now not just spray tans. Am I correct? Like you have a, a whole product line. 
Well, so we, yeah, we have, we have spray tans and sugaring, which is a big, big piece of the business, which is an ancient uh, Egyptian form of hair removal for people who are unfamiliar. It removes the hair in the natural direction of the growth. So it's basically like opposite of shaving or, or waxing, right? So it actually removes the hair like from a, a deeper, you know, place in the follicle. And then, so it's also less abrasive. So like lasts longer. It's great for like sensitive skin or especially people prone to ingrowns or even people not prone to ingrowns because it's just preventative for ingrowns in general. Whereas like waxing and shaving a lot can like cause them because of the you know nature of the direction of the hair removal. Right. So um, yeah, that's a, that's a huge, huge part of the business. So with product, you know, we really, again, we've been hyper-focused on our core business and that was services. But as we raised money, we really wanted to expand sort of this very, very small product line we had into like a lot, a lot more sunless tanning products and also like because sugaring and tanning so much of the maintenance at home, whether it's like the prep or after care is like very similar, like exfoliation and keeping your skin hydrated, like those things, like there are also products that we would sell that would really benefit both that aren't strictly sunless tanning. And then we also sell our sugar paste. Um, that is more of a, a, a B2B product. Um, I think a lot of people bought it like during quarantine to like, try to sugar and um <laughs> it's actually really it's it's quite difficult to sugar our sugaristas go through a lot of training so i think everyone who did it had some like good laughs at home and was like oh my god i have so much more respect for my sugarista now so that was kind of fun but now really That's those cool. sales are are to other salons um uh you know because we're we're happy for everyone to have great sugar there's there's not that much out there but um but yeah, so we really were waiting to launch our e-commerce though um, until we had this new beautiful product packaging. And um, Cameron Webb, who is uh, one of the founders of Drybar, who's like the man behind the brand, I just think he's like unbelievably talented and his team at CWA um, have been working on this with us. And of course, due to COVID and all these delays, <laughs> we have not released our new packaging yet. It is, it is you know, weeks away. So don't, please don't look at our site and be like, this is the new packaging she was so excited about. No, that was like something I did years ago being like, this is temporary. Um, but so because of COVID, you know, we literally just were like, we need to get up e-com overnight. We can no longer wait until we have the new packaging because at this point we are not allowed to operate with any services. Like we have nothing, like unless someone's going to buy a gift card, like, come on. Right. Like, right. so which a few people did. That was very nice. But I like you know, also when you don't know when you're opening again, you're like, what's this gift card for? So um, it was it was kind of fun. It was like back in total like zero to one mode. My brother was a junior at Northwestern at the time of when quarantine hit. He was like, I don't want to like, they sent all the kids home. And he was like, I don't want to live with like my mom and dad. Like I'm in college. So he moved in with Sam and, and myself. And it was it wasn't at our house that we have now. It was like at our much smaller place. And we had already moved the office out into like our temporary office. So we had like no office at that point. I turned it into something else. So we had like six monitors on the dining room table. And it was like the three of us like tr and like some FaceTimes with another developer because my brother, my brother, uh, you know, does software or does development for us or did. And so it was like the three of us and like touching base with CWA and like, trying to like launch this in a matter of like a couple weeks and you know i it's still up today i mean it's it's gonna stay but we're gonna have like we're gonna expand the line and have this new beautiful packaging 
So, okay. So when I love that and I love, I mean, I love the picture you just painted there. Cause I know everyone that is listening to this wherever, you know, if you're listening on YouTube, live stream, Twitch, LinkedIn, um, you know, Facebook, uh, what else, where else, where else I think they are here on fireside, all of us can picture what you like literally just described. And that's one of the reasons why I love fireside and like the whole storytelling aspect, because you guys are sitting at this table, you're all going through trying to get this packaging up. Now you have the packaging done, right? So you, you it's all signed off. Where is it? Like, I know you said it's going to be launching in, in the ether. Right. Oh. Uh, it depends. It depends which product. Um, so uh, some are made overseas, uh, like in terms of like the, the bot, I'm talking packaging. So the actual product yes. is made here, but um, like some of the bottles are made, the ones that need to be like printed on the bottle are done typically overseas or sometimes even Mexico. Um, and then some, you know, we're able to just like have a label on you know, a nice looking bottle and that we're able to do in the States. Um, so it really depends like which product we're talking about and what delay, like if it has a pump on it, if it has an aerosol, there's been delays across the board in terms of not only like DHA, the active ingredient in all sunless tanning products by any, any brand and any form, whether it's lotion or a professional spray tan or whatever. So Merck out of Germany is like one of the main manufacturers of, of DHA. I think there's, there's, and there's another out of China. Well, Merck also was doing something with like all the vaccines because they do a million things. So all sunless tanning products in general, you know, were delayed. Doesn't matter where you're making them because right. Merck was like, all attention goes to this right now. So that was like what's in the bottles. Um, if it was a sunless standing product got halted, but then also like everyone was making hand sanitizer. So like all the pumps, like we probably have all <laughs> oh bought gosh. something with like a dumb pump. Let's say like I have like a right. vitamin C spray and like the pump is so bad. And I'm like, it's not their fault. Like they just couldn't find any other pump. So right. yeah, there's been a million things and it's kind of like, it's like whack-a-mole. You'll never, you never know where the, like the COVID domino effect is going to fall next. Right. Cause I know that this week you had a crazy week. So I also want to thank you for taking the time to jump on because I know you guys are just, it's all, all hands on deck. How many stores do you have to date that are opened that, um, you know, across the country? So we have 13 like full fledged stores. We have two pop-ups. We have a pop-up in Dallas and a pop-up in Scottsdale. So 15, but also 13, depending on how you want to count it. Right. Right. And, and can you tell us how many product lines you have? So from the, you know, I know you were saying the sugared are there, cause I know when I was on your website and, and, you know, so you can kind of enlighten all of us. Mm -hmm. If, if someone wanted to go to your website, they can purchase this, correct? So if they don't, if there's not a store yeah. near them, they can also get it and do this at home. So how many product lines do you have? So, I mean, I would say we kind of break it into like professional use products, which is like our sugar paste. Yep. And then also soon we'll restock our actual, our custom spray tanning solution, which is also more of a professional use product. Um, not many people have a setup and like know how to do it at home. Right. Like that's something you learn during quarantine. Awesome. <laughs> Just like don't do it near any light colored grout anywhere in your home. Right, um, right. <laughs> yeah. Be careful. Do it outside. Um, so we have sort of that, you know, B2B. And then we have sort of like a prep and like maintenance sort of 
sector, which is, is not necessarily anything sunless, but it really helps you either prepare or maintain either your sugaring or your tanning. And it seems like sugaring, like, why would I need to maintain that? Like you're taking off my hair and I don't need to come back in until I get my, my, I'm ready to get my hair removed again. But like I said, like if you, if you exfoliate in the right cadence, um, and you're not supposed to like 48 hours before your session, but like regularly throughout the month, that also helps prevent ingrowns and it helps the sugaring process, um, you know, go a little bit more seamlessly. And then also keeping your skin moisturized and not dry. That's really important for both sugaring and tanning. So we have some products that really make that easy. Um, and then we're going to be adding some more to that line that are super exciting. And then something really unique, um, and also we have our sunless tanning product line. So we're also going to be adding a few more, but like, for example, we have like an aerosol, like face mist, or you could use it really anywhere. A lot of people use it on their face, neck and chest. We have like lotions, like, which is like really like the OG, right. Of sunless tanning yeah. where was lotions. Um, so of course we have that. Of course we've iterated on it. It doesn't smell like it used to from drug. I mean, it does still at drug stores, but ours does not smell like that. Um, you know, so in different forms, we have some of the tanning products that you can use at home or you can use it to sort of extend the life of your spray tan that you got in one of our stores. I love that because that's, I mean, so that like, I love the education there because, you know, people are, could be listening and being like, oh, I just go here and do that. But you're educating on like, you know what, let's keep this a little bit longer because not all stores do that, right? They just tell you mm -hmm. don't take a shower or don't sweat. <laughs> and then come right. Back and like next one. I'd rather have everyone get the most bang for their buck. I mean, if you take, if your skin is well hydrated, your spray tan fades really evenly. Your skin's really dry. And sometimes, right, it's unavoidable. Like you are in the mountains, you're sitting in hot tubs, like also live your life because most people get spray tans or a lot of people before a vacation. I'm not going to say like, don't, don't, <laughs> you know, go in the ocean or whatever. But like the more that you can be like, okay, I was in a lot of water today. I really need to like drink water, moisturize, like all these things, you're, you're going to like your spray tan better and it's going to last longer. So we want everyone to like, you know, have the best experience they possibly can. Which I love, which I love. Okay. So, um, I want to kind of wrap it up cause I know you, uh, <laughs> probably have a thousand things. No, this is like such a, this is such a fun, fun break. You know what I mean? I'm not stressing over anything. This is enjoyable. Oh, good. And I'm so glad, as I said, we connected cause I always tell my, my listeners where we connected. And I actually, I think my admin, which was amazing, reached out to you guys cause it was a woman owned. Um, I know your, your fiance also owns it as well, but you guys have a great story. And so we were talking, you know, on the back end for again, a short time. And I loved your energy. I love that at, you know, such a young age and in, in your early twenties, you were like, I'm going to go into business by, you know, by myself and, and jump because I don't want to sit behind a desk. I mean, that's the thing that's really cool because there's people. And now I sit behind a desk. Like what? <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. But you can get up, right. And you can, you have, yes. you can have flexibility, right. Yes, um, yes, yes. cause there's many people in their, you know, thirties and forties that get up every day, go to their office, you know, let's not think about COVID. I'm talking about when mm -hmm. <laughs> regular world mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. um, they don't love what they do. They're not happy. And, um, mm -hmm. and you can tell you love what you do, even through all the ups and downs. And I'm sure there's days that you're like, Oh my gosh, what are we doing? A hundred percent. Right. But in the end, but what job, I mean, what job doesn't have that? Like you tell me, like, you know, I, exactly. I've never heard of one. So no, yeah, of course there are days where I want to pull my hair out and there's days where I'm like, oh, well I have zero flexibility. And if I had maybe a regular nine to five, I would have more, but you know, then there's days where I'm like, oh my gosh, my lunch break can be 
some yoga. Like, you know, so I I really do enjoy sort of the moments where I feel like the business really dictates everything I do and the moments where I'm like, oh, I can, you know, kind of have control of my schedule. Yeah. And I have flexibility. And I love the fact that you and your fiance are doing this together. I mean, that has to be also- I love it. Sundays. (laughs) I was just, I was just going to say, I'm sure there's days that you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. And other days you're like, oh my gosh, but how fun to be able to create something together. Um, and from start to finish really, right. Like you guys started this, um, together and, uh, and you're in it. So I think that's like so important. So yell to everyone where they can find you. And, uh, you know, I know it's in the, you know, the fortune cookie, but if you're driving, please don't stop and look at the fortune cookie and crash. That's not what this is about. This, um, will also be in all the show notes, but, um, Courtney, if you can just like tell everyone where they can find you and learn more about you guys. You can find us at sugaredandbronzed.com. And then our Instagram handle is the same, sugared and bronzed. And then mine is Courtney Claghorn. Um, and if you just Google sugaring, tanning, and you forget all of that, you will probably come across us, especially if you're in California, Texas, Arizona, New York, or Pennsylvania. Yes, I love that. I love that. Well, thank you again so much for joining YNS Live and sharing your story, guys. This is another woman that had a vision and turned it into a business. Thank you guys for joining us and listening to another amazing story. And uh, Courtney, I just want to thank you again and thank Took Take for sponsoring this this show. Thanks so much for having me. Yes. So fun. And thank you. I love, I can't wait to keep following you and listening more and getting your products because I love, a, I love a good tan <laughs> as you can see. And I'm in New York. And so in the winter, I do not look like this. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll, we'll have you in for sure. Definitely. I love it. I love it. Okay. Bye guys. Invite some music up and uh, we'll see you guys. So slow. We'll see you guys soon. Take care. Bye.